Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Narrow Path Podcast. I am your host, Isaac. I hope you guys have been doing well, having a blessed week. Um, today is the 6th of December, as we're getting closer, less than 20 days now to Christmas. Amen. Hope you guys are in the spirit and in the mood of Christmas, and uh, not just about the gifts, um, but sharing the love of Christ with people, the reason for the season. Remember to glorify God and love your neighbors and be there for one another during this holiday season. Bless some people if you can. Amen. Hope you guys had a solid weekend. Amen. God's been blessing you guys and you guys have been faithful and staying in his word. Uh, Today we're going to jump back into our sermon on the Mound series entitled Come Sit and Listen. Amen. Um, The Sermon on the Mound found in Matthew 5. That's where it begins. In our first session, we went over Matthew 5, 1 through 12 only, uh, which was the Beatitudes of, which is uh, the blessings that uh, Jesus was speaking about and who gets those blessings. Amen. So I hope you guys have been able to uh, take a listen to that. And if not, it's um, it's in the podcast uh, listings. Um I would love it if you guys can take a, a listen to it. You can catch up if you haven't. Amen. Well, with this one, we are going to be getting started, jumping back um, into Matthew 13. Um, this session is going to be dealing with salt, light, and the fulfillment of the law. Amen. So we're going to be going over Matthew 13 through 20 in this lesson. So if you're following along with me, I'll give you a second to flip there in the Bible and get yourself ready. Uh, there's going to be quite a bit of verses we're going to be going over, bouncing back and forth, New Testament, Old Testament. You can follow along if you'd like. Uh, I'll try to slow down and give you a second to at least get the, the verse down if you're taking notes. Alright, so we're going to be starting off here in Matthew 13. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Uh, Matthew 13 through 20. Matthew 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put out, put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give it light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see the good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. We're going to jump to 17 now. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of the pen, will be by any means disappeared from the law under everything, until everything is accomplished. Verse 19, verse 19, therefore anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Verse 20, for I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Uh, 
this is a powerful section when it comes to the Sermon on the Mound. Regarding to a lot of things, to be honest, um, as simple as uh, salt and light and, and law. Amen. Um, and we're going to start out, we're going to talk about uh, salt. When we look at salt, what is salt typically used today for? And, and we see it today as a seasoning. You know, we season our food with it. Um, we season pretty much everything with it, even when baking calls for some salt. Amen. So uh, salt is one of the most used, if not the most used, um, spice when it comes to cooking. Amen. So the basics of salt, we think of it as cooking. But th that's not necessarily how the Bible views salt. Not just for cooking, but salt view is viewed in a couple different uh different ways amen and we're going to go over um in the old testament how the necessity of salt is used so if you want to uh start with me we're gonna flip to leviticus 2 13 leviticus 2 13 says season all your grain offerings with salt do not leave the salt out of the covenant of your god out of your grain offering add salt to all your offerings amen so we see the importance in the Old Testament of the of a grain offering and the necessity of salt being used in the grain offering. Amen. Next one would be uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel 43:24. Amen. Ezekiel 23:24. This one is uh, concerning the burnt offering. It says, "You are to offer them before the Lord, and the priests are to sprinkle salt on them." And sacrifice them as a burnt offering to the Lord. Amen. So we're seeing again the necessity and importance of salt in another offering. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and flip to Exodus 30, 35. Which is dealing with uh, the holy incense. So Exodus 30, 35 says, And make a fragrant blend of incense, the work of a perfumer. It is to be salted and pure and sacred. Amen. This holy incense was not an incense that was made for smell, um, for our pl uh, pleasure. Amen. Th this incense was strictly supposed to be uh, used f for the Lord. Amen. It's his incense, and it had to be salted. Amen. It, it, that comes into play again. You think of salted in a, in a fragrance. Amen. It, it's... There's, we're seeing it in so many different things already. We're we're talking about three different offerings, amen, to God, which is a grain offering, a burnt offering, and a holy incense, which was uh, an offering made to God. And then we also see it in Numbers. If you want to go to Numbers eighteen nineteen, amen. Numbers eighteen nineteen talks about um, ratifying covenants, amen. So Numbers eighteen nineteen states, whatever is set aside from the holy offering. The Israelites present to the Lord. I give you and your sons and daughters as your perpetual share. It is to be an everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord for both you and your offspring. Amen. And and one word that that comes to to the picture for me in in this talking about uh, the covenant of salt. Just a line before that. It's talking about perpetual share. You, your sons and daughters will have your have the perpetual share. The definition of perpetual 
is never ending or changing so it's frequent and seems endless and uninterrupted so you're talking about salt being used in covenants cause a never-ending covenant amen it's continuous it's preserved amen and that, that was one of the uses one of the main uses during ancient times with salt was preservation of meat preservation of of hides and and anything that needs because the ice wasn't a thing they, they didn't they weren't able to go to the store buy a bag of ice their refrigerator didn't have an ice maker amen they made ice rooms just with ice blocks to preserve their meat amen another way that we see it if we jump back to ezekiel this would be ezekiel 16 4 amen this is talking about salt being used after birth amen and on this uh it says god was talking to jerusalem in the, in this verse um and uh, at this time he was calling them cheaters bride is jerusalem at the to god amen says Ezekiel 16 4 on the day you were born your cord was not cut nor were you washed with the water to make you clean nor were you rubbed with salt or wrapped in clothes amen so you you see salt being used now to be um, rubbed onto babies after birth amen that's something that uh, I, I don't think we in present day would wouldn't even contemplate or to understand amen why, why would you put salt on a baby in ancient times after birth as you see in in all these scriptures the importance of salt comes three different characteristics in my opinion of what salt is listed in this bible as and and its faithfulness dependency and durability Amen. They trusted in salt. They had complete faith in, in the salt uh, to preserve their meat for, for a longer time. Amen. They, they seen it as dependability. They utilized it and viewed it as a necessity when it comes to uh, pr preservation or making things pure. Because as we're seeing it in these grain offerings and using it after birth and to ratify um, covenants, it is important it is viewed as pure amen um it was so important back back in the ancient times that salt was even used in in roman trading and soldiers received part of their salary in salt at times amen we also see salt being used in the opposite way to ratify evil amen we see Judges 9.45, you don't have to flip there, I'm just going to go ahead and, and say. Uh, we see after the war has ended, uh, soldiers dumping salt on the city and scattered it all over to destroy the city and, and make it barren. Amen. In the New Testament, we'll look at Colossians 4.6. Amen. Colossians 4.6. It says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer them amen so imitating the usefulness of salt as a believer is so important and god points it out in multiple facets in the bible amen but we also like i said we've seen the negative portion of it and then we think of the dead sea uh, sodom and gomorrah was the cities were along the dead sea amen 
um, back then in ancient times it was called the, the salt sea why well it's got nine times nine times the concentrate level of salt than the ocean there's no marine life in there. there there's no fishes there's there's no no life in there besides salt nine times the amount of salt than the ocean amen that that just blows my mind like a sea that has no life in it and the water isn't drinkable it's nine times the concentrate of what you would find in the ocean you drink ocean water and you get a hurt stomach if you know if you ever swam in the ocean and gulped some of that water down it doesn't feel good in the belly can you imagine being in that there's no surviving there's no life in that so who or what are we trying to preserve i mean we're we're trying to preserve our own place in the kingdom of god and once you can secure your own place in the kingdom of god well the next step is to talk to other people and bring them into the into the the kingdom of god amen it doesn't have to be the same church as you god is the church four walls mean nothing the relationship and fellowship between believers should not be dependent on four walls amen so as long as you are saved and you're preserving your own walk then you can go and and attempt to, to guide people so they can try to preserve their own walk amen so no, in order for salt to work it has to come in contact with with what it's uh, trying to preserve so just think about ancient times they had the salt rooms so if they decided to put the meat in the room next to the salt room and expected that to to be preserved well that's more than likely gonna fail right so so how can our contact with non-christians bring a spiritual preservation in our lives well that's that's just what we're called to do we're, we're doing the will of god we're doing what jesus said to do Go and, go and make disciples of all nations. Now, whether they choose to, to go to God or not, that, that's on them. But your job is to spread the word, tell the truth of the gospel, and give them the, the option of preservating their, their souls. Amen? So what does Jesus say um, about the possibility for salt to lose? If you are the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. We don't we don't experience unsalty salt because we buy salt that is pure and it is nice, you know, tight containers, it's in a bag. But Jesus is talking about a time where salt gets mixed into the seasonings of the world where it becomes useless it can't even be seen you can't even taste the salt you taste the other seasonings so where's the salt coming from amen so what i what i get from this whole section of salt alone the the necessity of being pure being preserved and like i said the the three words that i would associate salt to your walk with the lord is faithfulness dependability and durability Amen. How faithful are you to the Lord and His His laws and His in His words? How depend How depending are you on God and onto Jesus and onto the the Godhead? Amen. Now, and how durable are you? Now, how flexible are you? Can you go to this world and bend and but not break? 
can you go to this to, to a club and preach the word of God without getting hundreds of people coming at your throat saying just have a drink man lighten up it'll be alright just one drink come on now amen like it's, it's just you can't mix with the world you are strictly the salt or you are seasoned with the world there's no in between there's no in between as much as we wish that there was an in between there's not either you're for him or you're against him lukewarm water does nothing but sit and do nothing at all the bible says that you, you know just just walk closer with him amen be the salt amen all right second portion of uh the reading is being the light of the world amen jesus loved using not just stories but he loved using items in order to to show uh, or reference who we are to god or what what our job is amen now god has always intended us to be the light amen and we're going to go over some old testament scriptures to correlate that so the first one we're going to be looking at uh, will be in isaiah be isaiah 42 6 amen so isaiah 42 6 says i the lord have called you in righteousness i will take hold of your hand i will keep you and make you uh, to be a covenant for the people and a light to gentiles amen and then uh, a couple chapters down in isaiah will be isaiah, uh, in 49 also in verse 6 he says it is uh, too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles. Amen. Another reference for the light and to the Gentiles being that loving and uh, being that that person that you're supposed to reach out. And he's telling these Jews to to be those people. To not just shun off Gentiles or to uh, ignore them. Or to treat them as as lower than you, you're supposed to be the light. You're supposed to show them the way, and um, they go from there. Amen. Amen. So, how is our faith in God and our belief in the truth of the gospel supposed to be a light in the world today? Well, it starts with how we walk, because people are more worried about what they see versus what they hear. So. You, you need to walk the faith. You need to live it out in order for, for people to even think about, you know, what you're recommending. Amen? So our walk needs to be pure. We need to be visually salt. We need to be the light of the world. Amen? We need to, we need to follow God's instructions and, and stick to it to a T as good as we possibly can, you know? God's not perfecting, uh, expecting perfection, but he will test us and he will push us to hit that next level. Amen. Um, why does the world even need light? Like, do you think the world realizes it? Um, obviously, the world needs light because the Bible is the truth and Jesus and, and God calls us to be that. So we need to see the light, and the light is the gospel. 
Amen. And this world desperately needs it. And they desperately need to see it because they don't. Amen. It's a lost world and it's, it's getting worse and worse every day. When you get nervous to to turn on the TV to see you know what happened or get on social media to see well what happened around the country you know you're, you're seeing shootings everywhere seeing killings everywhere seeing murder suicides between fathers and kids and mothers and kids and it's just a very dark and brutal world out there you know it's scary to have kids right now out there even just to let them go to school amen so after listening to the two Old Testament uh, scriptures um, we can jump into the New Testament, John eight twelve. All right, John eight twelve. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, and will have the light of life." Amen. And in that scripture, that's Jesus explaining that not only is he the light of the world, but those who are in him also share that same light. Amen. And I think there's one thing that we have to always keep in mind is that even though we know the light and we know the truth and, and everything that comes with it, doesn't mean we need to be obnoxious about it. Amen. Doesn't mean we need to uh, rub it in or act holier than thou. Amen. And if you do that, that's going to come across uh, in many different ways for unbelievers and it's just not going to be helpful. It's it's not beneficial to to the kingdom of God for you to show pride in that. Amen. And there's also people who who shadow their uh, their walk with the Lord. They're they're more secretive about it. Um, it's not as much as. Uh, that they don't believe in what God's saying, but it's the fear of being persecuted or the fear of uh, being being judged or being told that they are a bigamist or, you know, that they sold out. People are afraid of what other people think of, of them. Amen. And they take it to heart. They, they use their human emotions more than their divine spirit that the Lord has emplaced in them. Lord God. You know, the Lord has placed an ability within us to be bold for him. As long as we're we're trusting in the Holy Spirit within us and using the Holy Spirit to guide us. Amen. And what we're telling the world and, and the lost. Amen. If we want to jump to Ephesians 5. Um, this would be Ephesians 5, 8 through 9. And uh, this says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in, in the Lord. Live as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Amen. If you are comfortable in your walk, there's a problem. Because there shouldn't be any type of comfortability when it comes to walking with the Lord. Amen. But the one thing that we should be leaning on is the fact that we are out of darkness. Amen. You are officially a child of light. Not just a child of God, but a child of light. Amen. Which is filled with goodness, righteousness, and truth. Amen. Um, there, there's one last thing I want to bring up when it comes to light. And it, it it resonates in one of the ways that they were able to show light in ancient times. And that was using a lamp. We, we hear that 
in the Bible. Um, Psalms 119.105, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light my path. Amen. No one can extinguish or hide your light from shining as long as you're walking in the Lord. Amen. A lamp was used and symbolized because of multiple things. Um, it, a lamp is a vessel, which is us. We are a vessel as well to the Lord. Amen. This is a vessel for oil burning, um, to bring in light, from uh, to, to bring light into darkness. Amen. That's what these lamps were used. They're oil burning vessel. Amen. And that's what we are. Our oil is the Holy Spirit, and as long as we're constantly filled with that Holy Spirit, our light is going to continue to shine and be consistent for the Lord. Amen. Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light on my path, David said. Be in, your, be in his word. Be in his word daily. Try to block out some type of time to be in his word daily. Amen. Keep that. Keep that flame going. Don't, don't let it die out. Amen. Amen. So we're going to wrap up into the last section of this uh, reading, which would be um, the last four scriptures. So that would be uh, 5, 17 through 20. Amen. Uh, which Jesus is, uh, has come to fulfill the law. I'll go ahead and reread it. Um, Do you think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets? I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappears, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will be by any means disappeared from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great for the kingdom, uh, be great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen. All right, so in this scripture, um, if we start at 17, Jesus is proclaiming that he, he's not here to take away any of the teachings of of the prophets or any I'm sorry any of the laws of Moses or any of the laws of Moses amen but he's here to be the light Lord God thank you for sending your son he's here to to change everything this this covenant was was to alter things but not to alter the law. Amen. We still can't murder. We still can't steal. We still have to respect elders. We still have to respect our parents. We still have to love our neighbors. And that, that's been the most thing. And and um, a lot of Christians think that the the new law wipes off the, the Ten Commandments, which is completely false, as you read here. Truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Amen. So until the day he comes back, we, we need to follow these rules. We need to follow God's law. Amen. The word fulfill, that comes uh, from a Greek word, 
known as uh, pleroma, P-L-E-R-O-M-A, pleroma, which uh, means fullness. Amen. And the only one in the New Testament that is referred to as having complete fullness would be Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ possesses complete fullness of God's divine nature and abilities. Amen. He dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Colossians 2.9 says. So we can't be filled and we can't be full without Jesus. It's impossible. We will be spiritually empty. We'll be miserable. We'll be lost. Um, we're leaky vessels. In order to be filled up, we need Jesus inside of us. Amen? For he is the only one to walk this earth to have the complete fullness of God's divine nature and ability. Amen? And if you want to look a little deeper if you look to Ephesians 4.13 Amen it, it talks about the fullness of Christ uh, Meaning the state of uh, Of um, Of a Christian's Maturity Amen And then 14 Goes to uh, Are you being tossed to and fro And carried about with every wind Of doctrine By the tr trickery of men Amen. Where is your fullness and where is your maturity and where where is your level of of realization that you need God in any false doctrine that doesn't promote God and Jesus and the in the Holy Spirit correctly? You're being tossed to and fro. You're not you're not standing firm on the rock. Amen. Uh, Jesus reminds us that the laws of Moses are still relevant. Amen. And, and the importance of, of how Jesus takes it uh, by walking by the law show, should show the severity of God's law to us. Amen. Because we are we are supposed to be reestablished through Christ. So if we're reestablished through Christ, that means we are a new creation. That means we are filled with the light. Amen. That means we are firm on the rock. Amen. There shouldn't be anything that's tossing us to and fro. So by all this... Uh, you know, it means no more animal sacrifices because th there's no need for it. There's no need to find a pure animal. God sent his pure son with all of his complete fullness to die on the cross for us. Amen? Why is it so easy to rationalize, rationalize our sins? Why is it so easy for us to do this? Well, a lot of Christians try to do say the small sins are, are shouldn't be big it's not a big deal they tell god i mean at least i'm not a murderer at least i'm not stealing at least i'm not cheating on my wife this isn't a big deal i mean but that's not true that's not right there's a code that we're supposed to live by and we're supposed to try our best to be on that code amen and, and saying stuff like that that's just excuses i mean that that's your that's your human body making up excuses for your spiritual life which has nothing to do with it besides you realizing that you need to control your physical body through your spiritual life amen now as believers jesus puts a state uh, a statement in here that we need to really take to heart and really consider because it, this question is 
Whose righteousness does Jesus say one has to surpass to enter the kingdom of heaven? Well, he says the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. So if you're not producing more than what the Pharisees or the teachers of the law were, then you're not you're not producing what Jesus is telling you to produce. Amen. Now the Pharisees put a a minimal line when it comes to to this situation. That's why Jesus said you need to be better than. If you can't be better than, at the very least, amen. And as we know, the Pharisees um, in the Bible were a, a religious and political party in Palestine, amen. Um, Pharisees' roots are in a faithful Jewish group known as Hasidim, and the Hasidim arose in the second century uh, BC. They insisted on strict observation of Jewish ritual laws instead of the balance of law and love. Amen. And and this is where this is why God uh, Jesus is bringing up the Pharisees because they did follow the law. Amen. And that that's one aspect of being a Christian. But what they didn't follow was the law of being the light to Gentiles. That was the one thing that they didn't do. They were they were proudful um people who were very stern in their own lives so we need to follow the laws the pharisees did but going above and beyond by by continuing on jesus mission you know the call of every christian keep adding in to the kingdom of heaven amen and we can't do that as a pharisee pharisees throw stones they're judgmental that they don't believe in truth, in grace, and love. That they don't, they don't, they didn't understand that portion. Don't be that Christian. Don't be a Pharisee. How can we rely on God to make us righteous rather than try to earn or work our way to heaven? Well, if we look in, in, in scriptures, which is what we're supposed to do to answer these type of questions, we'll get our answers. Uh, Romans 4 mentions the faith of Abraham and David and their views of living on God and uh, living for his righteousness. Amen. Um, Romans 4.3 says, What does scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Go down a couple scriptures to verses 6 through 8. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessed, uh, the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from work. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, those sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sins the Lord will never uh, count against them. Amen. So the answer is right there. How do we rely on God to make us righteous rather than working for it? The answer is right there. You believe. You believe, you rely on God. You rely on God in every aspect, not just this aspect. Abraham, David, they, they, they were very key people in the Bible, in the Old Testament, when it comes to the way God moved in their lives, the way they relied on God at the end of it. Amen. Put your complete trust in God, and He will make us righteous. Now, does that mean that Obedience to God's commandments is unimportant if we can't become righteous by our works. No, 
Nothing that God says is, uh, is unimportant. Amen. Obedience is carrying out the, the word and will of another person, especially the will of God. So it's a positive act response to what a person hears. And without our, our obedience to God's laws, God's judgment is an open door. Amen. He will unleash it. I mean, do, do you want to be spit out at the end of this? Because you can't be saved and turn your back on God. There's no, it's not once saved, always saved. Sure, your salvation is secure, but you still have to walk according to what God is telling you to. Amen. You can't just go out and be going crazy, going nuts out there in the world and expect that your your kingdom is still heaven. It doesn't work like that. The, the scriptures clearly tell us that. Amen. So your hard work will not provide you righteousness. Amen. Your obedience to God's commandments will give you the righteousness you're looking for. Why is why is obedience still important to this day? His need for obedience is important enough to be used in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. So it should be clear as day for us. That is is a necessity. God calls for it in both covenants, in all in in every aspect. Old Testament, God covenant the the. The covenant between God and man, the obedience was knowing God's blessings and favors. In the New Testament, the perfect obedience is what? Through Jesus Christ. Brought by grace, righteousness, and life. Amen. Obedience is key here. I need to work on that. And so does everyone else. That always needs to be on top of our minds. How obedient are we being to the Lord and what he's calling for us? Amen. We need to walk stride for stride. You know, the, the, you can fall, but you need to get back up. That's that, that's where the fellowship comes in. You need to have people that could help you get back up. I'm in, I'm in a men's accountability group. We meet every three Saturdays a month, 630 in the morning. We spend two hours together talking about our week, going over things, talking about our faith and our walk. Amen. This is what we need to do as as believers. We need to cling on each other and cling on the Lord because we are a body of Christ here on earth together that needs to be ready to glorify the Lord in every aspect of our life. Amen. Now that's going to conclude the second session. And just like the first uh, section, I'm going to have a couple questions for you to ponder throughout the day or throughout the the next couple days until the next episode um what opportunities do you have to be the salt amen what opportunities does god put in front of you do you work with ungodly people do you have ungodly and unsaved family members do, do you take the bus to work how how does your daily uh just day-to-day -day life look like and is there spots that you can be the salt to people? And if there is, why aren't you stepping up? Why aren't you being that salt? And I'm asking myself the same questions. You rub shoulders with someone, you know, that you never know. That you never seen before. And the least you can ask is, is do you know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Amen. Be the salt. Show the grace, show the mercy and the love of Jesus. Amen. Don't judge. Don't be judgmental. Don't be a Pharisee. Amen.
So, first question, what opportunities do you have to be the salt? Amen. And that's just talking about your daily routine. What opportunities do you have to be a salt to people? And how might you shine a light for Jesus into the lives of the people who are looking for a better way to live? How are you going to do that? Are you going to be ready for those type of questions that they come up that come up that can change their life? That can that can put God in into their thought process, into their into their whole equation of life. Are you going to say the right things? Or are you going to chicken out? Or are you going to mess up? We need to show our light. And in order to do that, we need to bring it out. We need to be bold. We need to be uh, expressive. We can't just be shut in because we know Christians are being made fun of on a daily basis on the news or in social media. Amen. We need to buck up. Don't be afraid to rock that Bible. Don't be, a, don't be afraid to carry that Bible everywhere you go. Don't be afraid to carry a notepad and dig in. Amen. It doesn't matter what other people think. You need to be that light. And show them a better way to live. You, telling them doesn't do anything. You can tell them about your story, sure. You could tell them what God has done for you, sure. And you could also tell them what the what the Bible says. And you could also show them that what the Bible says is actually in you. Amen. So there, there's a couple things that I just want you guys to really ponder. When and who do I have time to be that salt and how am I going to be that light once once I am in that situation amen and I one last little, little question and, and it is about the law we're going to break it down into all three little questions here okay is there a commandment that you've struggled with keeping amen for, for, is there a commandment that you struggle with um, following and, and and grasping, Amen. Because those commandments mean something still. Are you looking at pornography? Are you looking at other women? Are you cheating on your wife? Well, all those three things are considered adultery. You don't have to actually have sex to commit adultery in God's eyes. Are you are you doing that? Are you coveting your neighbor's wife? Are, do, do you disrespect your, your parents? Do you disrespect God? Do you still on a daily basis? Is there something in your walk or in your day-to-day -day life that you know, man, this is, a, uh, this is a commandment and I struggle with it. What is it? These are things you need to keep in mind. What do I struggle with? How can I be the salt and, and how can I be the light? These are very important things, and, and Jesus made it very clear, and so did God in the Old and New Testament, that being the salt, being pure, preserving, and loving, being the light for the darkness, for the hurt, for the misused and, and abused. And can you show them that you have to be both of those and 
follow the laws of Moses and what Jesus is proclaiming to us to do, for us to do. Amen. Now, I pray that you guys absorbed this, that you guys enjoyed it. I, I know I, I, I might fumble my words. Uh, I'm still working on it. Um, <clears throat> I want to thank you guys for being in with me today. Um, I just hope you guys keep all that in mind because I'm going to continue being keeping that in mind uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. I hope you guys have a blessed remainder of the week. Should have the third episode up um, here coming up this week as well. And, and I pray that you guys take to heart what I'm trying to what I'm trying to do here. God is pushing me to do this podcast in order to reach the lost. Amen. Not just edify Christians, which is fine. Because we need to be edified. Because this is edifying myself at the same time. So if it was just for edification, then then I, I would care less about who's listening. But it's not purely about about uh, edifying myself and, and you guys and whoever's listening or being that resource to believers. I want you guys to take this as a resource to reach the lost. Because what I'm trying to do is break down some scriptures that maybe they have questions or they get confused with. They don't understand. I want to bring us all together to the to one big table and break bread via a podcast in the name of the Lord. Okay? And if we're called to, to go and, and save the lost... In order to to do that, we can't do it on our own. I mean, we have to we have to use the Lord. We have to use, um, you know, go take go to church. You tell people go go to a church. We we rely on all these other resources. This is a resource that God is telling me to use. A person who doesn't like talking, a person that doesn't like speaking, who who fumbles their words all the time, a person who doesn't believe in himself. Uh, someone who who struggles in many facets of life and he's using me to to attempt to bring some type of light and attempt to be some type of salt to the world so i ask if you are listening please share please like please follow but share this with people you know need to hear it don't be afraid to share it on your social media don't be afraid to to share the word of God, because that's what I'm doing here. This is all this is all from the Bible. This is all God breathed words. I'm not making stuff up. I'm adding in context to, to some of these historical things because it's important to know context. It's important to close your eyes and put yourself in these situations. Not not that you are Jesus or not that you are Paul or Luke or John. No, no, that you are there like bird's eye view or or from a camera view watching and listening trying to understand these aren't just words to be read these are words to be absorbed prayed about talked about studied these are words that are important 
God doesn't say just read the Bible once and, and you're good to go. No, 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 no. Read daily. Read daily. God will tell you something different in these scriptures on a, every single time you go to those scriptures. It's going to mean something different. It's going to hit home in a different way. So I pray that, that you guys are, are willing and bold enough to not just listen to this, but to share it with people. Amen. And that's the challenge I'm putting out to people. Share it. If you If you trust what I'm saying, if you trust the word of God, then share this. It will be a resource. It will be helpful to someone who needs to hear it. Amen. Be bold. Be loving. Be there. I'm going to pray real quick and we'll call it quits. Amen. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for another day of life. Another day of being able to breathe this beautiful air, Lord God. Another day to be able to express my love towards you and our love towards you. To express the concerns, Lord God, that you have, Father. Fill us, Lord Jesus, with the boldness, with, with the lack of fear in you, Lord God. That we are certain in what you say. And we, we say it with all of our strength and with all of our might as we would cheer for our favorite sports teams and defend our favorite sports team Lord God I pray that you give us the boldness to do the same for you despite persecution despite judgments despite eye rolling despite any of it all that doesn't come from you but give us the boldness to say what does come from you Lord God fill us with the right words Lord God fill us with the Holy Spirit Fill us with wisdom to make the right choice. Give us the boldness to be the salt, Lord God. Give us the wisdom to be the light, Lord Jesus. And give us the obedience to follow your law as Jesus did. In your precious son's name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for sticking around, for listening. Love you. Please follow, please like, and definitely share with those who need to hear it. Amen. Whether they love Jesus right now or you're trying to push them to love Jesus, share this. Amen. Love you guys. Stay blessed. I will be out. I will put up the uh, third episode here in the next few days. And I pray that you guys have a great time and, and are out there trying to uh, do what God has called us to do. Amen. All love, guys. We're here to edify, we're here to love each other, and we're here to reach the lost. Y'all have a good one, in Jesus' name.